our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sam and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. I cannot think of more of a timely episode to put out in this year than the one that we're about to do. How banks make money is something I felt like I've always wondered. It's not something you think about often. You're not like laying on the beach like, how does this bank work? But it's just like, I feel like everyone just... It seems like they know and I've been the only one that's been like, but how does this work? Like, what's going on? I feel like it's one of those things you kind of don't question it. You're like, it's just such an ingrained part of society where you're like, yeah, banks make money. You know, banks exist. Let's not second guess this, you know? One of the silliest, like, assumptions I used to have was, I feel like it was like a part of a Harry Potter movie where they go to, like, some kind of bank and they open up, like, a safety deposit box and there's stuff in it. And I used to think banks were like that. Like, I thought each bank had a box for your money and everyone's money was in the box. Did you think that too? I know exactly what scene you're talking about. It's actually in the very first one, Philosopher's Stone, and he didn't know he had that money because his aunt and uncle were not very nice people. And so he opens up this vault and it's just coins. And then he treats his friend to all these sweets. I honestly thought that is what my bank account looked like. Just like an individual box with my cash. The absolute horror. I am not kidding. I was actually quite upset when I realized all my money was like pulled in with everyone else's. Yeah. I think a lot of people do that and I don't think school banking when we were in primary because we just op- we were operating with like these gigantic 50 cents <laughs> like coins and like it was just put out in such a play money way that that's what your mind goes to. It all makes sense, you know. It does. And, and so we've grown from that. We have moved past thinking that banking was like what Harry Potter showed us, but I really wanted to chat about a couple of things today, primarily how banks work, how they actually make their money, the significance of them. And you might be thinking, okay, Sim and Sonia, like, why does that matter? Why do I need to know how banks work? I think two reasons. One, it's just like really important. Like if you're going to put your life savings or everything you have in cash in a bank, should we not know what we're getting ourselves into? And the second reason is if you know how banks work, you can then use that to your advantage. You can then go, oh, like these are the options available for me. I've actually got a good grasp of things like right now this like X means Y and therefore like I can do Z. And I think that's like powerful. Like the more you know, it's like cars. Like if you can understand how a car works and the mechanics of it, you're just a little bit 
you know, you're in the driver's seat. We'll leave it at that. Now, before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time. One of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education. Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections. Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing. Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out Perla.com today and start investing in your goals. So how do banks work? You know, that's a really great question. How banks work? Let's start there. Well, firstly, the word bank comes from the Italian word banca, B-A-N-C-A, which is their word for bench. And the idea behind it, some people don't really believe this, but they think that because the counter where banks were, were bench-like, it was like this bench-like counter where early money you know, transactions used to happen, that's where the word bank came from. I kind of see it. Like when you go to a bank, like, or you imagine a bank, like you imagine the bank teller, you imagine like this big table in front of you. And that's like, you know, what you see initially, it's the interactions you have like across this bench, but it is still to be confirmed. So there's three kinds of banks available for the purpose of this chat. First are central banks, and they are government institutions. So like the US Federal Reserve, And they're not the banks that you go to to like deposit money. You might have heard of people say the Fed. The Fed is doing this. The Fed is doing that. What's the Fed doing today? The Fed is like the honestly like the hottest like (laughs) it girl in town right now, especially in 2023. I think we have kept up more with the Fed than like the Selena Gomez and like Hailey Bieber. (laughs) I was just about to say I have a marketing idea for the Fed. They should totally be on TikTok or something. Day in the life of a Fed worker and like jump in on trends and stuff. They'd be so hated, but it would be fun to see. It'd just be so fun to see. And like, they always have something to say. It's always like, the Fed changes the interest rates. The Fed are about to change the interest rates. Like they haven't even changed them yet. I was checking uh, CNBC this morning. So today the Fed's coming out with more, you know, information on like rate hikes. And there was like three articles on like, what will they say? Like, we're just so in anticipation. We are so up the Fed's backside. The power that they hold. It's like Alex Earl energy. <laughs> it is. And so that's one kind of bank. They're the central banks, but their goal is to not, you know, help us necessarily make money. It's more to regulate money supply in the country that you're in. So each country has its own central bank and they're basically going to go like when people say, why don't they just print more money? It's the central banks that would be like saying, yes, we do or we don't. 
Then there's commercial banks. That's number two. And that's what we think of when we think of banks. They are banks where we take deposits, we're uh, getting loans from them. They're the ones that you can either go into physically. And there's lots of like online or neo banks available right now where you can do the same things, but you don't have to physically be there. And the third is investment banks. Investment banks used to confuse me so much because I used to be like, why do they exist? Like, I didn't understand. I was like, why can't companies just go to a normal bank like me? Like, what's the difference between me and Amazon? Like, why do we need to go to separate banks? The thing with investment banks is they work with large companies to help them issue stock or find financing. So when a company goes public, they use investment banks when they need financing. They're not going to take the same loan that like Girls That Invest does from the same bank. They need billions of dollars. And so they're going to work with, I don't want to say bigger and better banks, but just banks that are like, this is our goal. Some large banks do have a division for commercial investment though. So for example, HSBC, like we did a big partnership with them. And so they're a bank where on one hand, you've got your everyday banking. On the other hand, you can like, be a big company and work with them. Thoughts? Is an example of an investment bank like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs? Yes. So some of them, they have like investment portions and they also have like commercial portions. So yeah, exactly. Like the big banks, the big boys, they are a bit of both. And so at the most basic level, at like the understanding that I have or the understanding I like to bring it down to, banks can do two things. On one side, there's like people like me and Sonia and we are people or small companies and what happens is we deposit money into the bank. We have cash, we give the bank that money. And on the other side is maybe like a third person that needs a loan. They might be trying to get a small business loan. They might be trying to finance a car. They might be trying to get a mortgage. That's the most common one. And so the bank takes mine and Sonia's money. So that's like a deposit. And then it lends it, gives credit to someone else with our money and charges a high interest rate on that, let's say an interest rate of like 7%, and then gives me and Sonia like a 0.5% like, hey, thank you so much for working with us. And we will take it. We're like, yeah, this is fantastic. This is free money. And so that's how they make the profit. The profit on the difference between the interest rates, I'm sure you'll probably get into more of like exactly how they make money, but that is the most simplest way of how banks work. That is a great segue into how banks actually make their money. There's a few different ways, and I'll take you through three categories. One is interest income. Second is capital markets income or investment banking. And the third is fee-based income. So starting off with interest income, this is actually the primary way that banks make their money, and that's by charging interest on loans. They profit from the interest paid on their loans. So banks will have depositors, people who will put their money or their funds with a bank and that's money that they don't need at the present moment. And people who choose to put their money in a bank, they'll have special interest rates and security as Sim just said, as kind of like a thank you for choosing us to deposit your money with. The banks will then take those funds, so as Sim mentioned before, your money goes into a pool. Banks will pull from that pool to lend out money to borrowers who need the money now. And when borrowers repay the dollar amount back to the bank, they get charged an interest. So when you borrow money from a bank, you're always going to pay back more 
than what you were lent and banks will eat that cost as a profit. I don't know why I have yeehaw in my notes with the cowboy emoji, but there we go. People have like words of the year. Sonia has like emojis of the year. And right now your emoji of the year is the cowboy hat. Like I will message her and be like. It could mean anything. I'll message her and be like, hey, like just confirming we're like doing this for this time right for work. And she'll just send like the cowboy emoji. And I'm like, that means yes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So that's pretty standard in terms of how most banks make their money through interest. The second is capital markets income or investment banking. Capital markets, it's just a marketplace. They'll match businesses that need money for projects or for growth to investors with money that want to return on their capital. How fun. And investment banking services that a bank will provide to people, corporations, governments, those with a high network, and that goes beyond your normal day-to-day commercial banking activities. And they'll provide these services to their clients, like they'll provide advice on merger and acquisition. So that's if like two organizations want to merge, corporate finance transactions, they'll facilitate IPOs and debt offerings. And then they'll also dabble in the stock bond and currency trading activities and capital markets and the source of income for banks as a whole is volatile so they're just like us you know it's volatile for us it's volatile for them I love a little bit of relatability again coming up with a marketing idea banks should really I mean I'm pretty sure they do have TikTok accounts For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Is this your like soft launch into marketing? Are you just trying to like get clients right now? <laughs> like, hey, you know what? The Fed, you could do with some of this. If you're listening to this and you work at a bank and you're running low on content ideas, please contact hello at girls that invest to get in touch <laughs> with our ideas and propositions. We actually could do a really good job. (laughs) And the volatility comes and the activity comes. It's based on how the economy is doing at the time as well. The third is fee-based income, and this is where they get you. And banks will make a lot of money by charging fees on basically everything that they offer. And, you know, these fees, they're usually non-interest, but examples include credit card fees, savings account fees, bank account management fees, like 
One time I opened up my KiwiSaver account and you know the transactions that will have like your employer contributed this mm-hmm. much, you contributed this much, and then they'll have the management fee and I'm like, but what are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like $3 every month and it's just like, why? Honestly, there have been times where like I have had a fee and I have been like, what was this for? And then I look into it and I'm, I'm ready to like message my bank and be like, why did you charge me $6? This is the first <laughs> time I've ever seen this like $6 charge in my life. And then I like read into it and it's like, I obviously haven't like messaged them just yet. I'm reading an article and it's things like, well, for this account, you usually have to have at least like $2,000 in it. And this month you didn't, therefore there's a fee for it. And it's just like so frustrating. When you're younger, a lot of banks will offer you the ability to have like a almost like a young person package where it's like completely fee free. And I remember when I turned like 21 or or something or 24 and then the bank started charging me all their normal fees, it was such a shock to the system. I felt like I'd been kicked out of home. I was like, what do you mean I have to pay like for ATMs and like pay for my debit card? Yeah, everything just gets so expensive as you grow up. One of the reasons that we chose to bank with a particular bank in Canada, because there's so many options when you're, and it can be overwhelming when you're a newcomer to a new country, is that they waive all the fees for any everyday banking accounts and savings accounts that they offer and the credit card that we were offered as well for two years. So I'm like, that's pretty good. I just don't know how I feel about that. I'm still upset. (laughs) Please keep us up to date with your escalation to a bank regarding their fees that they really clearly outline and tell you at every which point and give you like 10 notifications no, throughout the I, year. I completely disagree because when was this outline? They gave me like a terms and conditions and I was 16. I'm not going to read them. Yeah, but you get updates, don't you? You get bank updates? Like updated emails. You get updates yeah. from your bank? Like every year? You read those? Sometimes I do. Interesting. Well, you know what? You are a terms and conditions, girly. You worked in insurance. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you've broken this down because if you had asked me, like even two years ago, even with like my knowledge on financial markets, I still found banks somewhat confusing. And to be able to be like, okay, they actually just make money through three ways. It's literally just interest or capital markets or the fees that they charge. That's actually not that hard. And now I feel like I have the confidence to start a bank. I'm like, oh, this is actually really easy. <laughs> Let's do it. The girls that invest bank. We'd be so cute. Well, yeah. I don't think cute is what we're looking for in a bank. Oh. But I think we'd sure. be good at it. We'd have the marketing down. That's what we'd do. Why not both? Why not both? Yeah. So you might then be thinking, okay, so I get how banks work. I get why they exist. But like, why are they so prominent in our world? Why are they so significant? Why can't we just keep all our money in cash and just trade in cash and like have our own little loans, you know, between each other? I want to talk about the significance of commercial banks because this was something, again, that surprised me. So commercial banks are important to the economy. And that's like, you might listen to that and go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But why? Well, it's because they create three things. They create capital, they create credit, and they create liquidity. So capital basically means when they are taking our cash, when they're taking your hard-earned money and they are pulling it together, that is creating capital in the market. That is creating money that then can be used for other things, as opposed to everyone keeping their own money, you know, under their own I don't know, mattress, that's not capital that can be used in the world anymore. So that's one benefit. That then leads to liquidity. And if everyone has money stuffed under their bed, then we don't have a lot of liquidity in the world because money's not moving around. It is literally stuck in everyone's households. When it's in the bank, now the bank can do things with it. It can move it around. It can like 
use it to make more money in the long term for them. And so they're basically saying your money is better off with us because we can do more for the world and more for the economy with it. Mm. And that's not why we deposit money into the bank. Like that's not what we think when we, you know, get our like birthday money and like put it into a bank account. But that's essentially what they're trying to say. They're trying to entice us to like put our money with them to create more liquidity. And then the third benefit is credit. Because banks exist, we can then get loans that are, I guess, quote unquote, safer, quote unquote, more regulated. Banks have their own kind of police that we call them regulators, but police that like make sure they're not being too risky and that they're being fair. And so the idea of like taking out a half a million mortgage is not something I'd want to do if like it was through the bank of Girls Invest or the bank of Simmons Sonia. Like I want to go through a bank that I trust and is regulated and is offering fair incentives. And so the ability to have credit then means that we can, oh, I don't like to use this word, but like prosper because by taking on credit, we can then get things that we wouldn't naturally be able to get not like, I could not buy a house with just my cash. It's leverage. It's a leverage. And so people can buy like businesses that they wouldn't be able to buy necessarily without a bank, but because they now can go, okay, I can get a mortgage, da, da, da. I can buy commercial property and rent it out and that can be an extra income for me. That is what the significance of banks are. So in simple terms, they ensure liquidity by taking funds of customers and lending it out to others. And that then increases production in the world employment because there's a lot of banks and banks employ a lot of people i think in the u.s it's almost two million people are just employed by banks it increases consumer spending because we have more trust and they overall that kind of boosts the economy i'm not saying banks are here to help us i'm not saying that they have good intentions i mean they profit billions in ways that maybe i'm not the biggest fan of but That is the reason why commercial banks still exist to this day, because they have been around for a while. I mean, the earliest bank came out in like the 1400s, and that was in Europe, I think in Italy. And so they've got a place in this world. But I have to ask you a question, Sonia. If you were a bank, what bank would you be? (laughs) If I was a bank, what bank would I be? Oh, what a question. I want to make my own bank. I feel like it's easy enough. I feel like a new bank opens every five seconds and I feel like with our skills, we could open up a bank that is suited towards us and the world and like the greater world. Were you going to say something like J.P. Morgan? Yeah, I was going to say I was going to be like Credit Suisse because I am crumbling this week, but that's two very different answers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like... Let's make a bank. And you're like, this is who I am. How are they going, by the way? They're doing okay. Well, at the time of this recording, so this is a little bit early, it's March 23rd, they have just been, it's been announced that another bank is acquiring them. Mm-hmm. And that will begin shortly. And I think it's great because by it being acquired, at least like there is some glimmer of hope as opposed to it completely going bankrupt like the Lehman Brothers in 2008. So. Me and the bank are doing okay. Glad to hear it. From a more emotional analogies, follow Girls That Invest. 
So I think this was like a really nice short and sweet episode. We've been asked to have a lot more of like 101s, like how banks work 101s, because that's how we started. And it was so fun making episodes like that, that would just break down these things. And of course, there's always things that we can learn about and chat about. So a quick little summary, how banks work. There's three different types. There's central banks, there's commercial banks and investment banks. They then make their money through interest income and capital markets income, as well as the dreaded fee based income and why do they exist why are they still around well in short they take money from some of us to loan and give credit and lend to others which then helps stimulate jobs creates more employment consumer spending production and therefore boosts the economy all right that's probably a good place to end it till next time sonia till next time sim bye, bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.